This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the place where alpaca people are welcome. Welcome. So how are you doing? I hope you're having a good week, month. We're almost at the end of another month. And it keeps coming around, and there's, there's kind of things to be preparing for, for change, either going warmer if you're in that area of the world, or going colder if you're in this area of the world. Yeah. Mm. So plenty to be thinking about. But I was also wondering, what would you find encouraging? What would encourage you? What things, if they were to happen, would be an encouragement? And reversing that then, what could you do for someone else that would be an encouragement to them? So as we're moving towards holiday season and thinking of presents and all that kind of stuff, then maybe it's a time to be thinking about an alpaca year where you could find some really nice, suitable presents for your friends, family and whoever's that are made from alpaca fibre, connected with alpacas in some way. And there's a few books kicking around and there's a few pairs of socks here and there. So there's plenty of things out there and there's some lovely jewellery as well. Shout out to Marta and Alpaca Pella Jewellery. That's Alpaca Pella. There'll be a link in the episode notes. And there's just so many opportunities to think about little things and larger things, whatever would be suitable. Just a thought, what would encourage you, but also what can you do to encourage other people? One of the things I mentioned last week was that we were aiming for confident and fulfilled owners of happy and healthy alpacas. And we also needed some happy and healthy people, the owners. So what would make you happy and healthy? Well, going and spending some time with an alpaca is an obvious one, and you knew I was going to say that. I know. But there are things that we need to be doing for ourselves. And if we're going to be looking after our animals, we need to be in good shape so that we can do that. I found some aches this week. I don't know where they came from. <laughs> so, so I thought I was just doing ordinary things, but I found some extra little aches here and there. Maybe it's just the slightly cooler weather or maybe it's just old age creeping in now and again. So yeah, we need to take care of ourselves. We need to be eating well. We need to be sleeping well and need to be doing the appropriate level of exercise. And I know we get a lot of stuff that we can do with the alpacas, which doesn't involve going to the gym because we've got our own green gym. We've got our hills to climb and food to move and mucking out and, and, and there's always something. And it is fairly physical at times. But the good thing about all of that is it keeps you warm. I've noticed I've been a bit chilled sometimes. And as soon as I get to brushing and shoveling and, and mucking out in the stables, then I get nice and warm. And the extra layers as well, of course, because we're back into my seasons, or season, I guess, we're back into my season of wearing waterproofs almost continuously. <laughs> it's either raining or it's about to rain or it has rained, and the alpacas are wet, so you probably need 
waterproofs of some kind on, but it also helps with the wind. So a grey day, but variable, and other days are sunny and variable. So we take what comes and we make the most of it. So I just want to give you an update on the valley, what's been happening, what's going on, and what's going on with the the girls in particular, the alpacas. And yeah, so here we go. The Valley Report. So I'm sat watching in the car park. I was just checking my phone and checking the email and stuff. And the alpacas are kind of settled to doing their thing. They're grazing a bit, they sat down a bit. And so we got near with her son tucked up. He's, he's always been a toucher. He's always been, he wanted to be in contact. And uh, he's definitely, he's, he's cutched up next to uh, Kutch. It's a lovely Welsh word. Kutch. Different to Kush. Kush is what alpacas do. Kutch is what we do in Wales. And you cutch a baby. It's kind of hug, it's kind of hold, it's, it's Kutch. You cutch in to somebody. Yeah, anyway, you get the idea. So, Steph is, is cutched into near and uh, he's, he's actually sat facing my direction, he's watching me. And we've had breakfast by, breakfast for Olwena by Ellie. She's, <laughs> when there's ever this food around that she's having, she's really not interested at all. Uh, but she's fairly good, I think. I, be, I worry sometimes, but she's fairly good at being able to uh, service her little one. Her little one is a little bit on the little side fairly good at, at servicing breakfast eventually so I've sat in and, and she just stands there and she's very stoic she just stands there and lets Olwena feed so Ellie is kind of stationary motionless staring into space what is she doing what is she thinking is she planning the menu for the next week is she writing a shopping list is she I don't know what, what goes through an alpaca's head? Anyway, but what happens when they're standing just feeding? They're just concentrating. They're just focused on standing and not moving and allowing a little one to feed. And I just wonder what, what is their thought? What are they thinking about? Well, both back to grazing now, which is nice to see. So Olwena is taking grass as well as milk, which is also nice to see. There's a bunch of little ones with their heads down, and there's some, some of the boys were having a bit of a wrestle. <laughs> Nid was having a good old wrestle with uh, my rig, and uh, yeah, they do enjoy their play, but it is very different for the girls. They play very differently. It's very interesting. So you've got a kind of a shh in the background, which is the water, which is just the volume in the lake etc is up and it's flowing it's clean now cleans up very quickly as it runs through the lake and then out down the takeout point from where it used to be the takeoff point from the, the reservoir so that's back and down into the river but it's all clean now but there's still a steady flow there it's not quite as high as it was thankfully and we've got the corner of our car park back again so that's about the only bit that we particularly get flooded like i've said before when, when we we have uh house insurance they ask a whole series of questions when, we, when we're renewing or whatever one of the questions is about if there's any water course if there's any water 
nearby and is there any risk of flooding? And I always say, well, if, <laughs> if we get flooded up at the house, then Swansea is history because the, the volume of water that would have to be here to get anywhere near the house doesn't stop it coming off the hillside and, and getting us from just above. I guess that could happen, but it's not likely to. But you do get springs appear from all over the place. It's that kind of history of the place and the nature of the ground. And you've just got to know what it's like and whether it's wet ground, whether you're susceptible to things like liver fluke because of the wet patches, the wet area. And you'll, you can tell by the boggy kind of areas and, and the, the vegetation that grows there, but also the mud snails. And it's, so it's worth thinking about that, maybe fencing that bit off or... It's tricky, isn't it? Um, not an easy solution, really. But you just need to be aware and therefore you need to treat uh, for liver fluke because that was our first year mistake, rookies, as we were. Yes, good morning to you. Visitors coming over the top of the valley and climbing up to get on the wires, I think. No, to where they're off to. Yeah, oh, they've settled on the cables at the top. So this is the electric cables of the, the power cables that, that stretch over the valley. And uh, they're now taking up position at the top there. So you can see exactly what's going on everywhere. A little bit colder, a little bit more wind and stuff pulling in from the north. So we're getting the colder air coming in. But uh, oh, they've obviously seen something. They've flown off again. <laughs> they look gregarious a lot, aren't they? And right on the top of the hill. Uh, right at the top of the valley, we've got we are blind, tea blind anthe, which is the house, and it's blind anthe reservoir. And the bit at the top of the valley is blind anthe farm, so that's the head or the source of the stream, which is what blind anthe the means, head of the dark stream, source of the dark stream. And uh, just on the top there, you get the sun, sun catches, it's under the clouds almost, so it catches the and brightens the the field which is currently still green. I've noticed that the, the bank here where the boys are full of, well, it's full of what, what around here they call fern, but it, it's, it's bracken, a form of fern, I guess. And it's tipping over and it's going yellowy brown, still greens in there, but it's definitely shifting in color in the central part interesting in that. I'm not sure why that should be even more so. And then further over is still quite green. Perhaps it's thicker and more protected. And it starts to show the little islands of gorse bushes that are there. They've done really well but they're not off stretching out and, and uh, filling up the path now. <laughs> so I need to get up there and I think I'm gonna have to take a chainsaw up because some of them are quite, quite thick down. It's, it's to the side of the path, it's not actually on the path, but it's kind of leaning over into the path now. And it, the, we walked up there the other day and it was, uh, it was quite narrow, you had to squeak past. And if you haven't got a, a thorn-proof coat, you're gonna get prickled. So it's helpful to know. Oh, he's talking, so the, the little ones come to have a check to see what I'm up to. <laughs> they are funny. They're having a wander around, finding a bit of grass here, a bit of a leaf there. Little Steph is, is now still sat next to his mum, still in contact, still touching her side, but is, is grazing, lying down. He's got such a sweet face. I 
know where all the ducks have gone. They seem to be missing this morning. We've had more than a dozen for ages. Weeks, really. And uh, they're just not here at all this morning. <laughs> not sure what they've gone. They've obviously gone off somewhere. They'll be back, no doubt, when it suits them. Little grebes are still around. More hens still around. Wagtails. There's a lot of wagtail activity the other day. And their particular call. And they fool me because sometimes they sound a little bit, if you're not listening too carefully, they sound a little bit like a kingfisher. And go, oh, oh, kingfisher. No, it's not. It's wagtails. We've got some grey ones. So they, they, they kind of got yellow on them as well. They've got a yellow wag, wagtail. We don't get... I think we might have seen one here once, but it's, we don't get them here really. And they're predominantly yellow. But you do get the yellow with... You've got the grey back and then the yellow breast and, and stuff for the, the grey wagtail. And you've got some pied wagtails as well, the black and white ones. And a variety, they're, they're kind of around similar overlapping areas, really. But predominantly we get the grey wagtails, I think that's the, the ones who thrive best here. It's interesting, when I disturb the rabbits, and they decide they're going to make a run for it, I'm not quite sure where they, they're going off to, and they, they, sometimes they'll head away from the area I thought they where the habitat was, where, where they are, where the, where, the, where the burrow is, but they go off in a different direction. I'm not sure whether that's deliberate to kind of lead me away or just happens to be that they're more in, <laughs> there's more of them and there's a number of places where they are, but they, they head off in a different direction for a safe spot. And uh, sometimes they'll stop and freeze and just kind of, they, they see very quickly that they can't see you and they'll stop, I think, with the belief that you can't see them. Not quite like an ostrich, but it's a little bit. They'll freeze and then they'll assess the situation. Uh, when they decide to go, they go so fast. And some of them are quite big now as well. And it's nice to see them, but you begin to wonder whether there's going to be a problem. Next year, there's going to be more and more of them. So that's just one of those things. But uh, yeah, they, they get into the stable now and again. They'll come in and clear up crumbs. And when I'm feeding outside, when the weather allows that, then they'll come and clear up the crumbs from there, so I disturb them. But generally, we, we're living alongside without too many problems. Fox was noisy again the other night. Still seeing some evidence. I still see these tracks that, that kind of seem a lot more walked than, than what we're doing. And what the alpacas are doing, so it's got to be something moving backwards and forwards. And some of them do then go through a fence, so there's, there's something moving back and forwards. So I've, I've got my nighttime camera with the, uh, the automatic so trail camera that switches on when something comes through the, the beam. And we'll have to move that around a bit more and see just who's doing what where. <laughs> do I want to know? I probably do, but I'm not completely sure. It might Sometimes, sometimes it's better not to know, isn't it? There you go. Again, gusts of wind on the water. So beautiful when it, it kind of touches down and then spreads. And you can feel it. You can see the effect. But you can't see the wind itself moving. And just the surface of the, the lake is such a fascinating thing with the, the flatness. And then it touches and it spreads over. But you do get these edges... And um, particularly when it rains, you get those edges. I've talked about that before. It's not raining at the moment, so... But it's something that is 
It has obviously a lot of swirling going on, actually. It's interesting. It's wind from the north again. And it, it spins around and I get it from the, the south. So sorry if there's wind on the microphone. <laughs> I've just turned around and there's a bunch of... There's, there's Alice there sat there chewing the cud, looking very regal. Very definite. Om, 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 om. Some of them do a, a figure of eight kind of little... Tum, 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 and just grinding. And some of them are now grazing the grass that's coming up between the flagstones. Well, that's probably good because I don't really want the grass there, but they're, they obviously think that's, that's nice grass. And they're spending time just... Oh, there's a leaf gone. But yeah, they're grazing the, the grass between the flagstones. Serena and her back. Oh, bless her. It's okay. And I'm still putting cream on. I use some aloe vera and propolis cream, which works really well. And uh, it's improved. So there's no sign of any of the maggots or flies since then. I think the temperature's changed a bit anyway. But I uh, do need to keep an eye on She looks a bit scruffy now because she's been hacked about with the, the fleece being trimmed back on her back. But we shall carry on keeping an eye on and doing the bits and pieces that need to be done to doing that. So she's obviously enjoying the leaves. She's going around working on tidying those up. We're now settling on the paving slabs away from the, the damp ground. is obviously a little bit cold. We're going to set on the paving slabs. So we've got a little, a little crèche thing developing here. And uh, Nia's now moved off the grass. And Steph is having a look, but he's, he's nearby. He hasn't settled down. He's just checking out her ear tag. An area. What's that, Mum? I like your earrings. Oh, he's sitting down again. Are you going to sit down again? Oh, gust of wind. That's coming from the south again. Really interesting. It's obviously just kind of whizzing and spiralling around. That's what the wind does. We're due for a bit more cooler, appropriate weather. They're saying it's, it's instead of being way above what's normal for this time of year, we're, we're getting much more... Well, a bit below in but sometimes, but but more normal. It's always tricky because we're in the in the, the rural areas, which they always add on. The, these are the temperatures, and slightly lower in the rural areas. So I'm never quite sure how much to believe the weather forecast anyway. But uh, I also need to get an outdoor thermometer. I think something I can keep more of a check on what's going on. Ah, <sighs> lovely day. It's very autumn. Hello, Nona. Great to have you with us. Thanks for being here. And whenever you can, whenever it's possible, go spend some time with an alpaca. Bye for now. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.